Welcome to WP Tonic Roundtable Podcast, where a panel of leading WordPress junkies discusses the latest WordPress and internet stories of the week. Now, on with the show with your moderator, Jonathan Denwood. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Roundtable show. We record this at around 8.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, this is episode 634. I've got a great panel. I've got a great set of stories. We've got some... Like last week, we got a great selection of WordPress stories and tech stories. Um, got a great panel, a full panel. I'm looking forward to the show. It should be great. Before we go into the show, I've got a quick advert for our major sponsor. We'll be back in a few seconds. Hi there, folks. Are you involved in the building of new websites or supporting WordPress websites as a freelancer or agency owner? If the answer is yes, we've got a great tool here, Avarine. As you know, you can waste a tremendous amount of time with email or phone tag with your clients around a new WordPress build-out or supporting multiple websites. It can be a real pain in the posterior. But with Avarine, you get a central interface where clients can log in and with an easy visual interface they can show you the changes they require it's a real game changer and it will save a tremendous amount of time and frustration not only for yourself for your team also Avarim have given us a great offer it basically only costs you one dollar to try their program it's really fantastic if that sounds interesting go to the wp tonic website wp tonic backlink newsletter and you'll be able to try this great product like i say for just one dollar what a fantastic offer see you soon folks we're coming back you just heard from my great sponsor for some reason it makes spencer laugh i don't know why but there we go uh i listen to the show after it's produced and then when you do that little stuff i always laugh because i know like Bill Conrad or whoever the guy is is going to come in and like say, and now here's your sponsor. I no, just... it's actually in my voice. This uh, oh, is it? Okay, yeah, it's going to be in my yeah. I've done it in my voice. Uh, um, so it's even worse, isn't it, Spencer? Uh, um, so <laughs> I I know how they make the soup. So now, like, I laugh every time when you do that. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm going to let the panel introduce themselves. I'm in my um, let's start with ladies. Let's not be rude. Let's start with Stephanie. <laughs> Stephanie. Um, would you like to quickly introduce yourself to the tribe? Hey guys, I'm Stephanie Hudson with Focus WP. You can find me at focuswp.co. And my friend Sally. Sally, would you like to introduce yourself? I'm Sally Getch, rhymes with sketch, not remotely focused, but uh, <clears throat> I am the WP fangirl and organizer of the East Bay WordPress meetup in Oakland, California. That's great. Got my friend Vito. Vito, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, I'm Vito. I'm the founder of uh, Atarim and co-founder of Bertha.ai with Andrew here. And you can find me at uh, on Twitter, Vito Peleg. That's great. I've got my friend Spencer. Spencer, would you like to introduce yourself? Spencer Farman rhymes with Doorman from lunchflows.com. <laughs> we should all rhyme our names. <laughs> I got my, uh, I got my great friend, John Locke. John, would you like to introduce yourself? John Locke rhymes with rock. Oh, yeah. And I've got my friend, but he's ill today. But he's a he's a workaholic. He's been off on holidays. Come back, though. I've got Andrew Palmer. Andrew, would you like to introduce yourself? 
Yeah, I'm Andrew Palmer, and uh, yeah, I'm not very well, but there you go. But I missed you guys, so I need to be here, and you can find me at bertha.ai, and this is andrewpalmer.com. That's great. There is only one Andrew Palmer. Um, so let, let's go straight into the stories. Um, WooCommerce marks 10-year anniversary for Falking Jigo Shop. So, Spencer, what did you think of this one? <clears throat> this is like one of those, it's like D-Day. You know, we have a memorial every 10 years. But this was really um, a day I remember well. At the time, uh, Adi was running it, about 80, was running it. And it was sort of like a small company of a few South African fellas. And they were doing some really remarkable things. And it was almost, almost more like, invading another country kind of a thing because it was such a bold move at the time that it got everybody riled up. And it really was interesting because I can't remember if it was before or after, but it sort of was concurrent with them changing their their lifetime subscription to their theme membership. And a lot of other things that we take for granted today came out of this company this very bold yeah i think that i think the you know the annual membership blah blah started a year or two later uh, but you're right it's a, it's it's hard to uh, to put it all into uh, uh into context um but i don't think the membership stuff started until after they had created sensei which which was a few years on but the eight i i i always say it badly but i don't feel like john was Adi or i think it's 80 80 pnr so he was very progressive I think he self-describes, because I've spoken to him about this before, he self-describes that he didn't know what he was doing at the time, but they stumbled into this, like, early, early days. WooCommerce, or the company that he founded, was the first that really succeeded in monetizing something for the WordPress community. I think that's fair to say. And the moves that they made were really controversial because we were all sitting around a campfire telling stories, smoking pot, you know, eating food that we brought from the supermarket, and then here comes this group of guys that everybody uses their product and loves it, which was revolutionary because they also came up with the idea of these themes that did all these amazing things built in. But then to have the big cojones to come in and literally steal the team, steal the team. They paid for them. They left voluntarily, but they, they left the founders of Chigo Shop with their cup out. And I think that was the lesson that, set the stage for everyone else that, wow, there's really some action going on in WordPress. So um, what do you reckon, Stephanie? Uh, Yeah, they stole their team, but did they, you know, this is a good lesson for us as business owners. If you're going to build something, (laughs) make sure your devs are invested in it. Make sure they're compensated and they are, you know, ownership and things like that. If you treat your team like a throwaway commodity, somebody could come in and scoop them up. So, you know, I mean, that's a hindsight 2020 situation for them, I'm sure. But that was, that's sort of how it looks from from that hindsight. I, I want to add one thing too, because of what Stephanie just said, which is, you know, you're, you're right on par. I don't think it's fair to say that they needed the developers. Hmm. I think they stole the code demonstrating that you could fork anything, which is something even to this day I keep banging the drum about, about if WordPress doesn't stop being naughty, then the Wix guy will just fork WordPress. Can I just say, 
Do you think you should use that word stolen? Because they didn't steal anything. They had every, no, no. They had fact, every legal right to do what they did. 100% right. It's not stolen because that's the Achilles heel of open source. Yep. It is that it started open, it remains open, and it has to forever be open. So, getting to my example, there is nothing that stops a, a large-scale funded company like a Wix to go ahead and just say, oh, fork WordPress the main software. And <laughs> is anybody else software. immature enough to like laugh every time somebody says that? Fork WordPress. <laughs> you can. Fork it. Fork it. Fork it. Uh, Say it in an Irish accent. Fork you and the horse you rode in on. (laughs) Exactly. Well, what stopped Salesforce from... from, uh, Why did Salesforce buy Slack then? Nothing. Because they're massive and they could have spent less than whatever they paid for, a billion dollars or whatever, and and developed their own Slack. Why did they buy an open source? Well, they'd already tried that and apparently uh, it wasn't successful. I'm sorry, is my mic too hot? Wow, yeah, I've got headphones on, sorry. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, uh, I'll back off a little. I, I don't want to blast anyone's ears off. Hold on, Sally, I'll put you on a adjusted mic. But the, the point is true that if you think about it, a, a lot of the problems that come from this on the larger scale would be you'd have to have the agreement of the players. So getting to Stephanie's example, they made it financially feasible for the developers of the Jigo Shop to go along with the forking because they saw the greater opportunity with the well-invested, popular, branded, what WooCommerce, you know, what, I don't know what they call themselves, they, Woo Themes. They called themselves Woo Themes at the time. What Woo Themes was doing was like, I'm jumping on that rock star bandwagon because you guys are just going to like continue to run a sweatshop over here. And I think that's the lesson learned, that if a Salesforce or a Wix or somebody wanted to come in, if they came in in advance, I'm laying the roadmap here, and said, yeah, we got a $10 million budget this year for hiring talent from the WordPress pool. And everybody's going to be making half a million bucks to start as a lead developer. I think they would have to, like, block people at the doorways from jumping over from automatic. That's the point, is, like, nobody has done that. And maybe the reason is because, like, listen, with Salesforce, Mark Benioff doesn't have to change his code. Working or not, he's got all the enterprise. And the other companies have their own hands full with their own code, like Infusionsoft Keep and so forth. But... The the Wix guy, I keep banging, he's got a perfect opportunity because they've already make more money, greater capitalization, and it's a parallel market. Like they make WordPress into their developer thing, pay all the people prime dollar, fork the code, call it a day. All right, fair. So Vito, I I actually see where I actually see where Spencer's coming, but I actually think it's gonna be Alameda that makes this play, actually. Um, personally, myself, I might be totally wrong, but I actually think this is what Alameda plans to do. Um, what do you reckon, Vito? I don't know what they're planning. Um, no. I think it might be a good idea, though, for them to do this. Uh, when it comes, you mean to when it comes to forking WordPress as a whole, hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think that might be a good idea. Just drop Gutenberg and um, make it like. Um, you know, just use the infrastructure of WordPress, the admin files, uh, without the admin dashboard. I think that would be a really good idea for them. Um, but, uh, but I actually, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt, Vito, but I actually think they got to do this in a way. They are, they did do this in a way. Uh, so they have their like cloud-based um, uh, platform that is like Elemental Cloud that is based on WordPress uh, essentially. Um, like uh, 
and it's kind of like WordPress.com, only that it's powered by Elementor instead of um, instead of uh, uh, Gutenberg, which I think is a, again it's a great move for them because they have the they have the tool to do this. The the system that they have is proficient enough without all of the other WordPress stuff. Uh, so for I mean for basic usage, uh, let's let's say. Uh, for marketing agencies and stuff like that. I think that's that's more than, than enough uh, for uh, some people, uh, especially if you're looking at this compared to Squarespace or Wix or, you know, some of the other um, cloud-based uh, solutions that are out there. Um, that being said, compared to, the, like, talk, going back to this uh, to this story, I actually started with Jiggleshop myself, so I had a few websites on this uh, platform uh, before it became uh, uh, WooCommerce, uh, and I loved it. I thought it was great uh, back then. Uh, and uh, then I remember that WooCommerce kind of came into the game, but Jigoshop wasn't like a, a beast um, yet. Well, it wasn't. It never got to a place where it was as big as, let's say, Yoast or Elementor, to your example, uh, Jonathan, or you know, or WordPress as a thing. Uh, um, so. I think that they kind of saw an opportunity to take it to the next level. And there's another there's another um, example uh, uh, out there from uh, from Body Boss that took BodyPress, which was like a project that was you know it was running, but it wasn't amazing. It, it was never like awesome. It was just like a good idea, uh, poorly implemented. Uh, and, I, don't, I just want I, I just want to comment on that last bit. I think you're you're being a little bit unfair. I understand why you're saying that, Vito, but you're being a little bit unfair because JJ put his heart into that. And Sorry, I don't know who was behind this. Uh, no, he was just, just, that, just and he wanted to build it out a lot more. But he he's got a family, and right. he looked he looked for sponsorship and for major support from Automatic and other. And to be quite truthful, I, I don't want to talk for for him veto because he can talk for himself and he's a friend of the show but he, so he just he, 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 he just didn't he just didn't get the support veto so that's fine and that's exactly my point like Jigoshop had a good base the same way that body body press was an amazing idea but it was never there it never got to a place where you could confidently use it uh, in a in a strong environment so a company that had the backing that had already like uh, a team Behind them, they, you know, the Body Boss guys, they were doing uh, projects on WordPress. They were a massive agency before they got into the product game. Uh, so, um, and they were using Body Body Boss, uh, Body Press. Uh, and so it made sense for them to kind of go down this route. The same way I think that Woo, Woo Themes, it, didn't, it wasn't a company that started with the concept of let's fork and start a company. They were already doing stuff. And then they saw potential uh, with something that was uh, out there and how they can take it to the next level. And this is the, um, um, I would even say that this is kind of the, um, it's its one of the cool things about uh, about WordPress, but as a product maker, it's one of the scariest things also, you know, because you do invest, like like you're talking about the JJ, and I'm sure that the Jigoshop guys as well, you do invest hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars into building those products, and then someone can just come in and, you know, continue where you left off. Yeah. yeah which, by the, which, by the way, is in the back of every developer's mind. But if you think of it from the standpoint of a, I wonder what would happen if somebody did that. Have you guys ever played that game? Because I do that all the time. I'd be like, 
what, what, why isn't somebody just fork launch flows? Not that launch flows is anything big, but I'm saying like, just take the code and run with it, like build it into something else. And I think it's interesting because if you're an antagonistic person like me, that becomes political capital for your own marketing. In other words, like, yeah, I hope you do fork my thing because then it comes down to now we both have the same sword and we're having a sword fight. Who can do better with the sword versus the software right. so magical? But it's not yet happened. Do you know there's not really been one instance I can think of, maybe you guys know otherwise, of anybody who's recently forked a popular plugin and gotten Body away boss. with it. Buddy yeah. Boss isn't really a fork. I like Supreme. That I like was rank math. math. Rank it's, prop, it's proper it's a fork. It's uh, like it's... It's uh, it's defined as a fork. No, but like I know Mike and what he did with that. It was sort of like, I'm not saying like Boone and, and JJ said you can't do it, but it was sort of like Boone and, and JJ were like, we can't keep up with this thing. And yeah. they were using extensively. So he had capital to do it. What happened with Rank Math? Rank Math was a fork of something else? Yoast. Yoast, maybe. I'm but it's sorry, a good no, point. It was. John, it's it a good point right, because right, I've... This, I've 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 got a, I've got a thing because this happened to me yesterday. Divi came out with a thing called Divi Conditions, and it's basically exactly the same as uh, a plugin that I've got, which is, is the, the code or the marketing logic. or the the web page or what? Yeah, it's just called, called Divi Conditions, and they, they're using the same functionality. Not as many functions as Divi Display Logic, I have to say, but I I actually commented to Nick, you know, not not actually unique, but I'll let you have that one for free, and he came back and said. We'll never be able to keep up with third-party developers. But also another guy, you know, I've got I had Divi Layout Injector. That's Sean and I developed that four years ago, and uh, somebody's actually got that in their package, and they've called it Divi Layout Injector. So you know the the danger of having plugins being forked. You know, we did Woo Layout Injector, and guess what? You know, Divi now have. 80% of the functionality of Woo Layout Injector in Divi. So when you're an innovator, which Sean was, and, and you know, we would 80% of his plugins were my idea as well. So we worked together to develop these plugins. There is a danger that, you know, the theme makers um Divi uh, sort of Elementor DB form is now in Elementor Pro. You know, you've you now it now keeps a record of your your forms. So there's fifty thousand downloads of that, you know. So it's it's quite a big plugin, and, and yes, well, going, I, I, you know, I don't. I'd like to bring John in, actually, Sally. So, John, oh, go ahead. Hey, John, what what do you reckon about this? Well, John? I mean, yeah, ten years uh, is a long time, but it's not a long time. Yeah. Um, and this, what was that? That would have been two thousand eleven. Mm-hmm. So you know, that's like a one of the early like WP dramas. Um, but it sounds like Wu wasn't giving uh, Mike Jolly and then the other person who jumped over enough money. I think from what it sounds like in uh, the old articles that they're referencing on the Internet Archive, that WooCommerce just made it, or Wu Themes at the time just made a better offer. Yeah. And now it's all rolled into automatic. Man, they got they got tremendous bad flack from the community, and that there there were some other things they did later on, which I think they deserved the flack. Yeah, um, but, but there's, but, there's but, but that of... but that particular thing, I think that you know Spencer put it quite clearly, and he's totally correct. They they there's, had every right they had yeah. every right to fork it, didn't they? 
everyone's got every right to fork any kind of anything that goes into WordPress because it has to be GPL. But the danger is, is that is from a smaller developer that spends a few that few thousand dollars on on doing something. There are going to be other WooCommerces out there that are going to say, well, you know what? I really like that. I'm going to do it. And they've got a bigger marketing budget. They've got a bigger team. Yeah, but they can as really you know, Andrew, focus. as you know, yes, legally they can do it, but they would be wise to try it if they want to do that. And I think in fairness to Woo Themes at the time, my understanding is that they were in negotiation. They tried to come to some business deal, blah, blah, blah. But they just, they were, because I interviewed both of the founders on my show and they said they did try and come to accommodation. Um, but, you know, yeah, legally um, Spencer is right, but you would be wise, in my opinion, if you really want to fork something and to speak to that small developer and, offer some compensation or bring them on board or try and come to some arrangement wouldn't you would you agree andrew you know i definitely agree but you know you had we had the situation with caldera forms didn't we a great form plugin being being bought by ninja forms which was great you know that there was obviously some financial compensation on there and josh had a whole year of of employment and stuff like that and now caldera forms doesn't exist and that's that's the key is that is Caldera better than Ninja Forms? Is Ninja Forms better than Caldera? You don't know, but some people just preferred Caldera Forms. And you've got the third-party developers that specifically develop stuff for Caldera Forms. So they've now lost their investment in both time and money. So we've got to be careful about forking stuff, and we've got to be careful about getting stuff in. And I know that Mike Jolly, British guy, you know, English guy, and I've spoken to him a few times years and years ago, and he's a lovely man, really lovely man. Um, you know, WP Jobs is now part of Automatic, as far as I understand. I think that's that's been taken, or somebody's bought it. You know, because he he, and it was a great little plugin for. I used it loads of times, but um, you know, these are talented individuals that took an idea that wasn't expanded upon, and they have massively expanded upon it. Did some deals, you know, trod on a few memberships because I had a lifetime membership, and they said, "Well, we'll grandfather you in for a couple of years or whatever," um, and then sold it for twenty million bucks or so, and now it's part of Automatic and it's part of the, it's part of Core. You know, it's Jetpack. It's it it, it it's it's completely part of the WordPress Core. Um, so, what what do you get from that? You say, "Well, okay, well, I built. I'm I'm proud of that, and I built that, and you know, but." Did I get any financial? Did I get the financial compensation that I deserved? The, the, the answer is probably no. No. All right, then we're going to go for our break. You'll be able to hear some of our great sponsors. We'll be back in a few moments. Hi there, folks. Are you looking to build modern shopping cart landing pages using the power of WooCommerce for yourself or for clients? And you want to do that quickly with little need to know about hand coding? Well, if the answer is yes, and it should be, I've got the perfect answer for you, and that's Launch Flows. Launch Flows is the most modern and easiest way of building modern landing shopping pages for your clients. It also works natively with Gutenberg and the leading page builders like Elementor or Divi. It's really flexible, really powerful. Plus, if you go to the WP 
Tonic website, backlink newsletter, you'll get an amazing deal of the Launch Flow's lifetime deal. I think you almost get a third off, which is just amazing. And it's just an exclusive offer to you, the tribe. Please show your support for Launch Flow's who's a sponsor of the WP Tonic podcast and for the show itself. It's much appreciated. We're coming back, folks. And by the way, um, you if you want to support the show, sign up for the WP Tonic newsletter where I and um, I produce a video where I comment on the stories with my own point of view, which you'll find very entertaining. <laughs> and uh, Andrew remarks about my video and says, what idiot I am. Uh, um, you can do that by signing up at the WP Tonic website. There's banners all over the website where you can sign up for the newsletter. Plus, you will have some great deals on that page that are only offered to the WP Tonic tribe. So let's go into, we only did one story, but we got bonus. Now let's go on to story two, Inside (coughs) Awesome Motives, Self-Perpetuating Marketing Machine. Who shall I start? Stephanie. What did you think of this one, Stephanie? Not much. I mean, like, yeah, they bought a bunch of things and they market them all separately and like and they cross promote them. Like I don't I don't know why that's such a revolutionary concept. I mean, it doesn't seem like I mean it seems like obviously, you know Well he's made he's made a lot Spied of is a pretty well, smart dude. It, well, yes, it's, it's not a revolutionary it, concept, but it's not that common in the WordPress ecosystem. Uh, you know they've they've first, taken a, a tried and true kind of marketing um approach and applied yeah. it successfully and of course you know the definition of a network effect is that every you know every addition to the network builds the whole network yeah yeah so Vito, what did you think of it um so I think that there is a really interesting approach to what happened here with this company because uh they didn't start off as a as um a, as a plugin company. They started off with what WordPress was known for at the beginning, which was making a blog uh about WordPress. And that allowed them to have the attention and uh and the base for creating like the um uh, for creating a platform that that also sells and promotes uh, plugins, um, I think it's a brilliant move, really. From from that point of view, a lot of players in the space are trying to do the same thing from the opposite part, you know, from from the from the other part. Even the, the you know the article that we just wrote, read about WooCommerce is sponsored by Automatic, who owns WooCommerce, uh, or Torque owns by a WP Engine. So and. And again, in other industries, you see Jeff Bezos buying uh, the Washington Post, and you know, like the, it's it, it goes hand in hand. Uh, if you have the, uh, did, uh, did you, you have, have to, did you have to swear on the podcast, Rita? <laughs> well, the, the, did I say Washington? No, Bezos. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But uh, so uh, because because like really, um, the money goes to where the attention is. That's really the game in marketing. And if you already have the attention, then might as well uh, monetize it in some way. Uh, and if you have the product, might as well get attention in some way. So that um, I think that is a really brilliant move from uh, from their point of view. So, John, what did you think of this one, John? Well, from a just from an SEO perspective, mm. this is what um, 
people do if they have enough, you know, capital to leverage something like this, because each one of not only are you buying the products, but you're buying the, the blog and the domain, which is all very powerful uh, with SEO. And it does create a, um, a snowball effect when it comes to when these sites start linking to one another or referencing one another and it all feeds into uh, the mothership. This is very similar to um, what one of the big companies in the SEO space, WebFX, did a few years ago when they bought uh, Six Revisions, which was a very popular uh, web design blog. And they basically took all that content. And instead of keeping it separate, they rolled it into their own site. Uh, But that in itself, too, uh, is very powerful. So, right, thanks for that. So, Spencer, yeah. I put this to you, Spencer. There seems to me there seems to be a convergence between media companies and software companies. To be to have a successful software business, you've got to become a bit of a media company. If you media companies get into software, we've just seen it, we've just seen it with the company that we're discussing. So there's that question. And is there anything else that's come on your radar that makes why this Pacific founder and company have been so successful? Yeah. I'm going to be 55 this year, not 27 and a half the second time around. And the one thing I can say to myself in the mirror, if I had a time machine, is if I could go back to when the internet thing started, I would have, could have, should have seen that the success of the internet was being able to see where everything was going and stake out your land before everyone got there. And at two levels, I failed horribly compared to what I could have, would have, should have done. Number one was I had the opportunities back in the day when Network Solutions was the only game in town to buy a shit ton of domain names with three and four and five letters or characters in them. That alone would have put me on a yacht in uh, the South Pacific right now. I did okay with a few things here and there, but like I was, you know, I bought my own names, my family names and stuff. But like, man, I could own everything under the sun, a noun, a verb, an adjective. If I had just taken some of the real estate money I had at the time and put it into domain names. The second thing is exactly where I feel Syed is a, a freaking genius. Is that I remember the day he started WB Beginner. I remember the early days and weeks and months of it. And he just saw the long game. He saw the long game of turning that into a gargantuan lead magnet for everything else that he's doing now. And there are other people who can try to catch up, but just like the real estate market, it's really, really hard in the game to catch up when everybody's in the game already. Now you'd have to go to another space and another domain and another kind of thing. But that's why they're going to win with this in some ways, because Look at the traffic that comes in from WB Beginner. I mean, it's incomparable. And it started out organically. But he has a history, it seems, like you said, he had that YouTube channel, like List 25 and some other. He seems to be one of those people that is really well aligned with his natural talents, his personality, Mm -hmm. his likability, and seeing the long game. And that's it. That's what I would um, I might be totally wrong here, but um, did he not? really just copy what WP Candy 
was doing and failed. No, I forgot who founded WP Candy. They were they were all guns, and then didn't the guy that was behind it didn't he run out of money or energy and he just walked away from the whole thing? It's, didn't it's it? It, yeah, but it's different. Here's why: at the time when I started what I was doing in WordPress, there was a guy who was really talented, nice guy, Dinas Graveras, who had firstwebdesigner.com. Firstwebdesigner.com had Vito's typing 3.9 million visits. First web designer had up to 5 million visits a month. Wow. But it was an ad play. And Dinas, though a you know, very smart and businessman, early days, didn't have the vision to stay in WordPress and do the things, let's say, that Syed did. And I, that's what 1WD, my company, came out of. I collaborated with, with Dinas to say, look at the WordPress opportunities here, not just on advertising. Now, we made he was a strange dude. He wasn't he the guy that had all the tattoos all over him. No, no, he's a Latvian guy. He's a very clean uh, guy, uh, and he was friends with uh, Tim Sulu, who runs Ahrefs now, very successfully. That huge, you know, company. But the point is, in the early days, certain people saw the long game, and Syed's vision seems to have come to fruition here because. Yes, the ad market went away, but he started creating content that was different than WP Candy and different than um, even the, the papers that exist today because WP Beginner was really evergreen, and I think it still is evergreen. And so when you talk about, like, why would people keep coming back to it, it's a never-ending supply of newbies can come along, and there's articles that are still relevant. And it wasn't about putting ad banners in place, and it wasn't about making tutorials that, like, lived in a vacuum. And I think that was where many people get tired because if you were on version one of WordPress and then had to change all your content to version two and three and four, and now we're on version five, that is a full-time career. And unless you had the vision and the money to keep up with it, you said, screw this. I'm going to do something else. I'm exhausted. Yeah, Andrew, um, one of the persons that I really admire, um, I have a kind of quasi, but I still am. I do admire him that's managed to kind of muscle in later on. He's uh, Adam Paisler of WP Crafter. Done an amazing job of built from nowhere building an enormous audience, hasn't he? Andrew? He bloody works hard though, doesn't he? I mean, you, he know, does, you can't so, no matter what you what you what you think of these influencers, there's another one, Darren Wilson, who uh, Am I am I influencer, Andrew? Am I influenced? Well, yeah, well, I think I think in our own little way we're all influenced. I mean, I got, I, I mean, you know, maybe I need to take something out of side Balky's uh, or besides um, playbook because I've got twenty five plugins. He's only got fifteen, right? So let's let's go for it. But um, I don't want to build twenty five websites. Maybe John can help me. But the point is, is that these these people actually well, I presume that's why you've become my um, co. <laughs> Support of WP, Tony. I, yeah, I, I well, would imagine that's point, what your plan is. You the know? point is, is that it takes a lot of hard work. Every single one of us, and I can point to every single one of us, have to work or have had to work silly hours all day, all night, waking up at three o'clock in the morning thinking, shit, I haven't done that or whatever, and dealing with obstreperous customers and people in support and even obstreperous um, hosts of, uh, of, of po podcasts. But the point is, is that it, it, you don't get where, where these guys have got and these girls have got. Let's not forget that there's some very successful women in this business as well. Without hard work. Yes, you're going you're gonna to get some luck and yes, you're going to have some foresight. But without the hard work and the chances they took, 
Um, you know, Bowkey's got a foundation now. You know, he supports higher education. And maybe that's the way to go is that is that you think, right, I'm going to make some money. I'm going to take a portion of that. I'm going to put that towards education. And that's where you're going to get your crew from for the for the rest of the year. But, you know, what, what he's done and what other people have done, even Matt Mullenweg, even Matt Mullenweg, right? Work their socks off. Nick Roach, 50, he left school at Did 15 and a half. Did you have to do that? My, my blood pressure's going up there. He left school at 15 and a half. You know, he built, he built oh, elegant geez. teams when he was 15 years old. You know, yeah, this is, this is, these guys work uh, hard. I'm Simple getting hot that. now. I'm getting hot oh, and bothered. Uh, Rob, I, I'm, I'm going to move on to the next story, but I'm going to let Sally uh, comment first on the next story. Um, N- number three, developers hate WordPress and so should marketers. Um, Sourced is the uh, master WP newsletter. So, Sally, what do you think of this story? Do you, right. hate, do you hate WordPress? Do you? Uh, oh, only occasionally. Uh, well, let's see. I think they misspelled it in the uh, 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 <coughs> headline footer. Um, but, yes, I mean, the thing is to, to make uh, clear is this is branded content which was published by a competitor to WordPress. Uh, it doesn't mean that that nothing in it is true. It's not, it's not biased, is it? Oh, not a bit, right? Now, I mean, all of us who work with WordPress and who do love it, um, uh, uh, nevertheless are aware that it's got a lot of issues. Uh, you know, it's got... It's, it's, it's a bit like me, really, isn't it? Yeah, well, yes, all of us all of us have issues. And, you know, every alternative has issues. They're different issues. Um, and WordPress is not, I, I gave a presentation on this, uh, uh, the best tool for every job either. There are websites oh. where, where WordPress is not necessarily a good choice. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, you know... Uh, this is, uh, 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 you know, uh, Storyblock, the leading, uh, brought to you by Storyblock, the leading head, headless CMS that I'd never heard of. Um, I don't know. Has anybody else heard of Storyblock? Uh, they, they might be, uh, uh, I mean, they might be a perfectly lovely platform and they are probably a better solution for some people, but it, it's a reminder that you need to, you know, look at the source behind your information. Uh, I, love, I love you, Sally. I really sometimes you infuriate me, but but in general, I just love your little comments. Uh, they're so English in some ways, aren't they? Oh, uh, Stephanie, why are you why, are you, why her, are you her little com? Oh, you're so I love your little comments, Sally. That was so <laughs> condescending. I, just, I didn't mean it to come across that way. I didn't mean it to come across that way. Uh-huh. Oh, well, He's just yeah. a really bad man. Uh, it, it's it's just Jonathan. I wind him up all the time. So uh, she's, uh, made, uh, she's made a profession of it, Stephanie. It's so easy to do. Uh, no, it ain't. If it was so easy, you still wouldn't be on this show. I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry. There we go. Spencer, what did you think? of this little piece of um, kind of bit bit lot of propaganda, wasn't it? Which part? I mean, I I lost the thread there for a second. Hold on. All right. About, I think I started with the story. Did we move? I just lost you for a second because I got distracted. Sorry. We're on Everybody Hates WordPress. Oh. Apparently. Yeah. All right. So when I read from this, <laughs> I, I, I got distracted by somebody texted me. The, <laughs> I'm being honest with you. The thing about this story 
is that it reflects something that I experience quite frequently, which is that there are those with whom you will have a conversation. They could be clients or they could be people working for clients. In fact, this week this occurred. Client needed our help with a WordPress-based solution. It was WordPress site. The developers, quote unquote, that they were using were living in the last decade, doing things like they taught themselves to do back in 2007 instead of the modern way. I have to have a reality check with them about the fact that you have a hand-coded theme, no page builders, no modern tools, no nothing, and they're very defensive. And so this article to me represents that mindset of people who come in and see a WordPress site who aren't in the WordPress space immediately go to the, I don't know what this is, what it can do, so it must be bad, must be substandard, must be slow, must be limiting, must be whatever. And it's almost in the same way like that BMW car manufacturer model I always talk about. If you ask a modern car maker, they make none of their car parts, most of them. They just assemble them from various subcontractors. And that's because the modern world is built that way, and so is WordPress. And yet there are people who are protecting their territory. I'm sure somewhere are some guys with like real-to-real data storage devices that talk about working on a green screen is the only way to you know build a company. Um, so it's cute, but it's unfair, and it's depriving a lot of people, I think, of understanding what's really available when that, let's say, propaganda continues to be promoted. So what do you reckon about this one, Vito? It's not true. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> it's just not true. Well, it doesn't stop people from saying things, especially in 2021, <laughs> does it? Everybody's got their view. It's not based yeah. on reality, though, is it? It's not. So, like, there is, um, um, you know, that's that's really the summary of this article. I was reading this and uh, I was thinking about this from a marketer point of view, from a, even for, from a developer point of view. Just, uh, you know, like people might will have their opinions. And like Spence was saying, you just want to uh, up your own thing and bash the others. Um, I can't say that we're not doing this sometimes as well. You know, bashing weeks here and there. <laughs> well, that's justified, isn't it? Though? <laughs> oh, I, love I don't know what you're talking about. Lit Wix, Shopify, Squarespace, brilliant, brilliant platforms. I don't know. I have, haven't been there can in you, 10 years. Can you honestly say that Wix is a fantastic platform, Andrew? Yeah, yeah. It has courses lots of for customers courses. that love it. Courses uh, for courses, mate. You know, no no bias here. Well, you are ill, so I let it go. Uh, um, so, John, so John uh, what did you think of this? Um, well, it's just a bit of propaganda. Well, well you know, d- d- like... There are a lot of developers that dislike yeah. uh, WordPress, but it's normally uh, people that are working in Silicon Valley or it's people who love to code with whatever the latest uh, language is. But quite honestly, modern WordPress is, it requires you to know a lot of languages and to really keep up on development. It's not uh, that easy. In defense of this article, I will say that it is true that, that uh, WordPress was or is um, just now pivoting to uh, a second phase because it was built to be blogging software and then everything else that evolved along the way, you know, 
uh, e-commerce functionality and, and everything else was strapped onto uh, that framework. Uh, but I don't get the hate for it. Um, it's stable. You know, developing with PHP or even with JavaScript is it's pretty mature. And, you know, there are a lot of uh, companies that use the same technologies that are cutting edge, such as Facebook. Um, so, yeah, I, I just don't get the hate. Yes, that beautiful company, Facebook. There we go. I know they're uh, trash, but I'm just I'm saying. I'm not going there. I'll start. I'll, I'll, I've, promised, I've promised certain um, panel members that I'm not going to rant during the podcast, so I'm keeping my word. Uh, um, so uh, um, so you don't set me off, John. Uh, um, so um, let's go on to story four, um, how to learn stuff quickly. I want to put this to Spencer. I think this is a nice article, and it, I think it's the crux of a bigger thing, Spencer. I don't know if you agree with what I'm just going to put to you. One of the disappointments about online education and, and infant, I think there were people that were expecting all this knowledge being available on the internet, that people people being able to find facts instantaneously and there was going to be an expansion of ability and knowledge. But it doesn't seem to have panned out. Wisdom is still a very rare thing, Spencer. Can any of you... It just seems some people seem to be able to learn things because you, I admire, is that you're, you seem to be able to learn things a lot quicker than me. I'm a plodder. I just plod along. You know, and I get if I can really concentrate, I get there, but I'm a plodder. But what do you reckon? Do you think this this idea that the internet, you know, it's just really hard to learn some stuff, isn't it? Um, if you look at the sheer magnitude of data that's available historically, right? Like you could go back to before the printing press and it was in the hands of the the clerics and the people with like, you know, control, you, you have to be special to read this thing called a book that was written on parchment. Well, now we've got the opposite problem. Now we have a world where unlimited knowledge is available to anybody, but now that puts extra pressure on those that were not originally inclined to look for answers for themselves. Anyway, I see this in my own like niche of the world where somebody goes on Google into a Facebook group or whatever it is, and posts in a forum a question like, how can I find out where the best restaurant is in my neighborhood? And I'm like, <laughs> F sake. You could have just typed that into Google and saved the whole trip. But like something is not in some people's heads. Let me Google that for you. Like literally, as an entrepreneur, the exciting thing every day that makes me get out of bed is how many people are either unwilling or unable to actually do this thing for themselves. And so you can then charge them money to spoon feed them out of the baby food jar and they seem gratified. And it's, it's not a criticism of their humanity or their personality or if they're good people. It's that you are so ridiculously lazy that you don't realize it. And I'm going to take full advantage of it in a you know, nice way because like, come on. And that's, that's where I see the state of the world. The, the greater amount of knowledge there is, and then with AI coming in, we're going to have like that Disney movie 
Remember that one where like, I think it was Wally or something where everybody on the planet Wally. had to move to space and they were all transported around till they became just like huge and immobile. And it's like the lazier people get, the lazier the world gets. But the people who are willing to do stuff, they're going to control it. So you think it's a motivation problem? It's a demotivation. The greater amount of knowledge there is, the more people go like, oh, I can't even be bothered to get started which is really weird and scary. And I see that in some cases with my kids in their school because like they've taken away certain things like handwriting. They, they don't teach handwriting in grade school anymore. So my kids, even my teenagers, when they want to sign a document, it looks like a ransom note. You know? <laughs> well, mine, because I've got dyslexia, mine's always looked at it. I always, you know. uh, yes, I mean, it's, it's interesting because if you don't teach cursive, then how do you end up with a signature that, that looks like a, a, a signature? Uh, and is you know distinguishable from from oh, mine's, print and yet mine's, and, mine's distinguishable. It's just not readable. <laughs> oh well, that's all right. It just means people will think you're a doctor. Yeah, um, that's right, yeah. uh, uh, and uh, Dr. Denwood. I like the sound of that. Uh, yes, I remember my GP in in Britain telling me that that like as soon as she became a GP, her her handwriting became illegible. <laughs> Um, but then they hand wrote a lot of medical stuff uh, 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 back in the nineties. Uh, it's true, though. American doctors, I've seen the notes. You can't read how you get the right drugs and treatment. I should never know. I, I, it's I all, think they have to teach a, them the, the code. But I mean, I think this is part of the way our education system works or fails to work in this country. There does seem to be an expectation that education is like you drill a hole in my brain and you like take a funnel and you drop knowledge in it. And that, that, that isn't the way that it works. Um, but I also think, uh, and one thing that the, you know, the article points out is that, you know, you, even people for whom a subject isn't easy can learn it and there are techniques that help you to you know to study better and to learn better and that's part of what all the people who do tutoring and test training and blah 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 uh, are about is is finding ways to help people not only you know master the material of a particular class and pass a test but actually uh, know how to learn new stuff uh, and practice it, and and practice is usual, and and uh, uh, you know the author of this post is is uh, selling a course now on on CSS for JavaScript developers, um, which is probably hilarious, uh, but uh, uh, you know he makes a good point that there is a combination of well, if you take a class, it will make sure you cover some basics that you might not uncover just doing this sort of try, trial and error googly thing uh which is you know how i learned most of my code um but if you only take the class you won't necessarily be up against the different kinds of real world scenarios that that might happen where like oh okay so this tutorial you wrote it worked great uh, in the environment that you wrote it on, but like, what if it's a different PHP version or a different server, or it's interacting with, um, uh, you yeah, know, some theme is. or other? Yeah, I put this to veto. You know, I, I think because being a dyslexic and going through the UK education system in the sixties, you know, to say that I was a prior and heated by my teachers and educate 
the education system would be understatement. The actual heat, the actual visual uh, hatred of me was considerable. Uh, always puzzled me, but uh, um, but what's the you know? I think one of the things you get as a dyslexic, you get very used to failure, and you learn how to cope with it, and you learn you got to move, keep on trying. Um, but there's also, you know, the, you know, as a musician, you're an excellent musician. But you, uh, you, there ha- to be a really good musician, yeah, you got to practice and you got to be determined. But you also got to have inclination, or do you? I, I'll be interested in what your thoughts about that are. So I think that uh, I love learning and I I didn't in school. So I, like my my entire high school was uh, I go to school so that my parents think I go to school. As soon as they leave to work, I came back and played the guitar until it was dark outside. Uh, so that was my high school. And I, and I spent the 12 hours a day learning this craft, you know, like uh, just figuring out the, uh, how to be a musician, how to play and how to kind of... Um, get the, the 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 instrument speak for what I wanted to say um, and that kind of taught me a lot of things because uh, my my parents weren't into it at all they were both um, uh, you know that had like uh, military careers so having a musician as a kid was was a no-go uh, so I had to find the information myself and that meant that uh, if I did go to school it was to go to the library and uh, and and uh, a, a copy um, a lot of the stuff that I could find from my friends that did go to music lessons because I I didn't go uh, and uh, to figure it out myself and to just you know watch MTV and look at their hands and see all those kind of stuff back before there was internet and uh, this kind of stuff uh, and that's how I learned to code as well um, from the same room that I was playing the guitar as a teenager uh, um, just kind of like figuring it out and trying to see what's going on but then I realized the value of learning what you like uh, because uh, because when I did that I became really good at it um, because I enjoyed it I, I was doing it with passion I think that's one of the things that uh, that is uh, really lacking when you choose a topic to learn. Uh, you just want to do it because you need to do it or you just kind of was told that you got to know this thing. But unless you want to know it, you're not going to. So um, so that's really, I think, is the key of how I try to look at this. And I, I don't try to feed myself information uh, um, just out of the blue. I learn stuff every single day and I have an hour and a half dedicated every day to learn something and I read books and, uh, you know, I I, um, I take courses. I always in courses. Andrew knows that I'm in coaching sessions. We had a really good session today about uh, about this, this stuff. Uh, um, but an hour and a half every single day is dedicated to this. And I just learn what I need right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know what I know, what I need to know next year. I know what I need to learn uh, yesterday, and that's what I'm learning today. And that's how I've kind of like gone about it, because I really truly believe, and it came from the music aspect, that passion is the driver of, of uh, learning. So, you, right, I want to go I, I want to go on to recommendations, because obviously I, I want to keep this around an hour. And then I hope that Stephanie can stay on for bonus, because I want to hear uh, her email. 
interpret her impression of Elizabeth Holmes, which cracks <laughs> me up. Uh, um, uh, um, so, um, but thanks for that. So we're going to go on to our recommendations of the week. Uh, my one is, look, if you've got clients or you've got a load of domains yourself or you're looking to buy some domains, go go and register them with Cloudflare, folks. It's cheap. They're nice people to do business with. Don't use some company that's got daddy in it. Uh, Rob, do, your, do yourself a favour and do your clients a favour. But And don't go to some of these other CD domain providers um, because when, when anything goes wrong or you need to get hold of them or anything, it's a, it's a freaking nightmare. Use a nice company. Go to Cloudflare, for God's sake. Um, <laughs> they're going to be our sponsors next week. <laughs> well, no, I don't think so. I'll be very happy if they became our main sponsors. Um, I think they're just a nice people to do business with. Uh, um, so, <laughs> sorry, Sally. Um, Sally. Oh, no, I, I have nothing against the, that. It's just if you really like a company... It makes sense for, you know, to talk to them at some point about sponsorship because you have a, you know, a completely honest endorsement. Have you found them not nice people to do business with? I've only used Cloudflare for the um, CDN kind of stuff, and I've never actually really done business with them. I've I've been happy enough with the service. yeah, I've dealt with them, and um, you get your questions answered quickly. They don't try and upsell you endlessly, and they don't. A- anybody don't, who isn't doing the constant upsell uh, gets a thumbs and they up. don't gouge you. So to me, they get five stars. Uh, um, unlike they gave of the office space to uh, WP London, I think, Vito, didn't they? You know, they gave the office space, and they're very nice people. And I like Cloudflare, so there yeah. you go. There we go. So, Sally, who's your recommendation of the week? I would like to recommend a a tool called Visual Sitemaps, uh, which is at visualsitemaps.com. And what you do is you give it a URL, uh, which can be either like the main URL for a website or it can be your XML sitemap. uh, And it creates... Uh, a an org chart basically of your website structure, a with, visual sitemap. Uh, yes, with little screenshots of of each page, uh, uh, which is kind of an extra cuteness. But I like using uh, you know mind mapping for organizing things, and this is really handy because you can see how or you know what is the structure, or and indeed is there any structure to a, a site you might be starting to work on. Uh, how might you want to rearrange it? You can then yeah, we need to get we rearrange need to, it there. So oh, right. yes, yeah, and there's right. a deal at AppSumo. Okay, um, Stephanie, um, what's your recommendation? And Uncle Spencer, uh, put him in Slack, and Uncle Spencer will um, organize them for me. He's yeah, mine's in mine's in Slack. I I'm um, recommending PerfectRecall.app today. It's um, uh, you can upload your Zoom, your recorded Zooms, or you can have it be added as a member of the meeting. It'll automatically record and transcribe, and then you can just um, highlight the text to chop it up into little mini videos. Oh. Really nice, really handy and free. For I mean, there's a generous oh. free level anyhow. 
Oh, right. Really. Look at that. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Vito, nice. Vito, have you got a recommendation for the tribe? I'm going to recommend a book to continue on what we were talking about uh, uh, before. Yeah. Uh, there's a book that I uh, just finished. What, and, what are those? <laughs> I, so I, I, the way I do it is I buy the odd, uh, I listen to it and uh, yeah. pretty much by chapter two or three, if I, um, if I really enjoy it, then I also order the, um, the physical version and just do it together, you know, just read together. So um, one that I, uh, and, you know, I was expecting like a book, but I got like this, which is a massive uh, thing. Wow. Uh, wow. But uh, this, uh, this book called $100 Million Offers uh, by Alex uh, Homozy, I think it is, is pronounced. And this is just an awesome book. Uh, just a great way to open our minds. If we're building websites, if we have products, if we're working with clients, uh, to just really understand positioning and um, uh, and even if we want to kind of understand how to price ourselves compared to the ecosystem around us, um, loads of uh, golden nuggets in this one. So $100 million offers uh, is the name of the book. Oh, great. Thanks for that. John, have you got a recommendation for the tribe, John? Uh, my recommendation comes from the iPoll rank uh, website and this is a this is a people supporting SEOs. This is a list of uh, SEO people that you might not have heard of. Uh, mostly non-white guys, uh, so women, uh, people of color, uh, people from underrepresented groups. But the unique thing about this list is any English any English people. I don't know, probably. But uh, the unique thing about this list is each one of these people was nominated by someone in the SEO community. And each of the listings here is accompanied by a video of uh, the person who nominated them uh, extolling their virtues and like why uh, they nominated them and why you should uh, follow their work. So good list. Um, Andrew, have you got a recommendation for the tribe, Andrew? Yeah, yeah. There's a friend of mine. Well, I've known Ben right, but he's, he's at Ben Wrights on uh, on Twitter. He's kind of off the planet sometimes, you know. And I, I message him and say, "Really, you know, a bit like you, Jonathan, to be honest." But he started WPHunts.com. You got to be careful how you say that. <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> But it's product hunt, basically, for, for WP products and for the smaller products nice. guy. You know, like we were talking yeah. at, the, at the top of the show, you know, Geo Shop or, you know, smaller smaller product owners and stuff like that. They need, sometimes they need a, a bit of help. And I think he's really got the altruistic thing going with uh, WP Hunts and wants to help the smaller plugin developers or, or makers of the web um, promote themselves and have genuine um, best ofs rather than, you know, best ofs because they've got the best affiliate program or whatever it is. So, you know, I think, uh, you know, give Ben a, give Ben a support, sign up to a newsletter and I think it will be ready in a few weeks time, but he's prolific on, uh, starting things, but you know, let's hope with this one stays going. Uh, and he's an expert marketing manager. I mean, I'm, I met him 20 years ago when I was selling CDs, he was working as a marketing manager for CD company, but yeah, wphunts.com. That's great. Um, we're going to continue the discussion in bonus content, which you've got some ex, some great stories. We've got a story about Elizabeth Holmes. Um, we've got a story about um, Dibby. 
And we've got some great stories that you can watch in the bonus content. You can watch that on the WP Tonic Facebook group page or on the WP Tonic, well, next week on the WP Tonic YouTube channel. Um, but, um, or the podcast part of the show. Uh, um, but if you want to see all the juicy extra content, you need to join us on the WP Tonic Facebook group page. I'm going to let the panel quickly tell you how you can find out more about them and then we'll be going into bonus content. Sally, how can people find out more about you? I am uh, at Sally Getch or at WP Fangirl in almost every uh, network and etc. cetera. Uh, and uh, I have a website called WPFangirl.com, but I'm I uh, haven't done very much with it lately because, you know, those pesky clients. Yeah, Sam, there we go. Um, Stephanie, how can people find out more about your words of wisdom? Uh, you can check out focuswp.co or come hang out with me in my Facebook group, Focus on Your Biz, B-I-Z. And I just, uh, before I ask Vito, I just want to say that if you don't know, folks, Vito is an extremely accomplished musician I'm not an expert, but I've seen him play and just amazing. Vito, um, Vito, um, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to? Uh, so come uh, join our Facebook group at Atarim uh, for agencies and freelancers. Uh, that's a great place to share ideas and uh, to speed up your workflow. Uh, then uh, also you can join our Facebook group for Bertha AI. If you're creating content uh, for um, for your websites, if you have courses or if you have um, like a shop and every place where you need to generate content at scale, um, Bertha is your best friend. So this is a brand new uh, place where Andrew and I are hanging out in a lot. And finally, come uh, to and follow me on uh, Twitter, Vito Peleg. And they're both um, those products of our supporters and sponsors of the WP Tonic Show. And thank you so much for showing your support for the WP Tribe. It's much appreciated, Vito. Um, Spencer, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to? Uh, WPLaunchify.com or at launchflows.com. And we're actually uh, going to start, I think officially today, we're going to do a, a co-venture with Bertha because Launch Flows lets you make great sales funnels and Bertha lets you generate great sales copy, peanut butter and chocolate. And the sale is called Double Trouble. And uh, I'll post the link Double Deputy. I think you should call it Double Deputy. It's it's (laughs) Lifetime Launch Flows, uh, Lifetime Double Cap Limit of Words for your free Bertha account. So 10,000 words a month which means you'd be out of your mind not to pay the $219 to get both of those things into your toolkit for yourself and for your clients. And uh, again, it'll be on the homepage, but if you do launchflows.com slash 2X for double trouble. All right, there we go. John, John, um, how can people find out more about you? Uh, my website, lockdownseo.com. That's lock with the E at the end, lockdownseo. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter, lockdown underscore. And then uh, my YouTube channel, just search for John Locke SEO and you will find it. And Andrew Palmer, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to, Andrew? 
Well, you can go to thisisandrewpalmer.com to find out the investments I've made. One of them is wahi.io as well, which again was with Vito. So we've got that going on as well. And uh, you can go to Web Ace Tech's Facebook group, and that's our support group for uh, plugins, help, and support. And obviously, Vito's mentioned Bertha Facebook group as well. So we've got a lot going on. You can get in touch with us anywhere. But on Twitter, I'm at Arnie Palmer, and that's it. Yes. We're wrapping it up now, folks. Remember to go over to the WP Tonic Facebook page, Facebook group page, um, and you'll be able to watch the bonus content. Um, you'll be able to watch Stephanie's impression of Elizabeth Holmes that I'm looking forward to. Uh, um, we'll see you next week, folks, for another great show, another great discussion. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WP Tonic Podcast, the podcast that gives you a dose of WordPress medicine twice a week. 